Hi, welcome to Hocus Pocus Let's Focus podcast. I'm Susie. I'm Dee. And we are two witchy friends opening up the broom closet door if you're curious or have questions about the overall spiritual and metaphysical journey. We are here to create a fun and safe atmosphere. So sit back as two witchy friends bring you interesting topics as we jump into this Hocus Pocus Let's Focus episode. Hello, our wonderful audience. We have a special guest with us here today on our Hocus Pocus Let's Focus podcast. It is a great honor for me to introduce Brandy, also known as Darth Mom. She is a practicing witch specializing in protection and defensive techniques. She is also focusing on divination using runes and assisting others with creating healthy boundaries spiritually. In the physical side of the world, she is a stay-at-home mom, wood-burning artist, and a full-time college student pursuing a career in criminal justice. And when I say I love this person to death, that is just really the tip of the iceberg. Um, So welcome, Brandy, to our episode. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. I'm so excited for this opportunity. And we are excited, and I do want to let our audience know that um, Dee will actually be swinging on in a little bit late. She is helping um, some family out, so you'll be hearing from her here in a bit, but we did want to honor our guest's time, and yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. You got it. Yeah, so... First off, I met, I haven't met Brandy face to face. Um, She reads runes and then she'll get into that here in a bit. But I first saw her and another working witch, I should say, um, on TikTok (laughs) between her and Ashley. I, that was a time where I was like still doing things you know, I'm reading tarot and all of that. And then I saw Brandy and her runes. Well, Darth mom, first off, I was like, Darth mom. Okay. First have all <laughs> my attention and we'll talk about how you decided or picked your name. But in looking at the runes, I was like, this is the most interesting thing. I have never been so called to something to learn besides tarot and astrology. Isn't um, it so cool? Yes. So For those that don't know, can you tell us what runes are? Yeah, absolutely. So runes, like you said, they're very much like tarot and pendulum work uh, when you're trying to get information from either your higher self or your spirit team, whoever you work with, uh, you know, to get that information that you need to really make some moves or make some decisions that you can't quite pinpoint yourself. Uh, So the runes themselves are a very ancient language. They have Germanic, Norse, um, all kinds of Dutch kind of um, correspondence going back to Europe. And it's just a very old language called Elder Futhark. And there are 24 symbols. There's 25 runes because there is one blank rune uh, that has its own kind of spiritual meaning when you're pulling divination. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of these have been used back in very, very, very old times. Um, And it's just something that's been kind of passed down. And I feel like it kind of finds its own people. You kind of fall into a similarity where you find other people who are doing it. And it just kind of is something that interests you. But runes, I feel like kind of call a more specific group of people. And I find it really interesting uh, that not a whole lot of people actually read them as much as tarot cards or other forms of divination. Right. And I feel like right now, 
for whatever reason, and I'm not against it, you know, being a witch is now very, very cool for some people, you know, it is very, is now in the mainstream. A lot of people are, I feel they're not as scared or timid to start Mm -hmm. or even to research on it, which is amazing because, you know, I still get looks like, what do you do? That's the devil work. And, you know, you're still having to explain to people the history of even how Christianity and Catholicism even happened. Absolutely. So to, when I started buying the books and actually a shout out to a black sage apothecary, cause that's when I bought my first runes. And, um, it was so sweet because the, she has it under like, like they're not perfect. And I was like, neither yes. am I, these are coming home with me and Absolutely. I remember getting them. And I was like, this is amazing. Like just, I can't explain that connection that I had right now. I don't read for other people. I'm still learning because like you said, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's quite a bit. It is. They're very in-depth. And that's also because, I mean, I don't even read tarot. I think there's what, like over 50 tarot cards. There's 78. Yeah. See, that's ridiculous. There's no way that (laughs) my ADHD brain can do that anyway. So that's probably why I jumped into runes. Because, I mean, there's 24 symbols, but trying to get a full explanation or a full reading out of four symbols mm-hmm. that are not even English. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> you know, that it's, it's pretty time-consuming to try and understand um, the connection, the message, the hidden meanings behind them. And they have, obviously, like, just like tarot reverse meanings too so there's a lot that goes into it and I I think it's such an interesting interesting language it is so um for our audience out there if you don't know runes is r-u-n-e-s so if you just want to google it really quickly um you might have even seen those symbols without even knowing it if you are on any kind of social media tiktok instagram where we even talk about um protection symbols or sigils. And you probably have seen out there some of those symbols as far as protection. Um, But before we get into that, how did you really get into runes? Like, how was it introduced to you? (laughs) You're going to laugh at this story. So (laughs) when my son was really, really little, that's when the movie Frozen was super popular. Okay. So he was absolutely addicted to that movie. So we watch it over and over and over. And after you watch something for a while, you start noticing things in the background and just Mm -hmm. start paying attention to different stuff because, I mean, it's a freaking Disney movie. Who wants to sit there and actually watch it a hundred (laughs) times? They're pretty catchy, you know what I mean? The music gets really catchy and then, you know, you just kind of zone out in life. So I started zoning out in the actual book that the trolls hold in the movie Frozen has runes on it because obviously it's a, a Norse or a European based film. Right. And I just remember going to bed and I was like, I wonder what those were. And I actually ended up having like a channel dream about runes. Wow. Yeah. And that was 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Long time ago and I just kind of put it aside because at that point I wasn't openly practicing I was still very much in the broom closet so mm-hmm. I didn't talk to a whole lot of people about what I was doing I mean it wasn't as trendy as right. it is now to be openly on social media showing spell work and spell jars and things like that so mm-hmm. I just kind of left it alone and then 
like 2019 hit, I stopped working to stay at home with my daughter who I had. She's my second child. So I had her and I ended up staying home. And that's when I really got a chance to dive in further into my spirituality. And I had another dream about them. It was the same dream right after I had her. So I don't know if my kids are channeling messages or what's going on, but they sent that message to me again. I started doing heavy duty research on it. I did about a year and a half of just deep diving on the history and the meaning behind the runes. And that led us to where we are today. And now I'm reading them for other people on the internet. And it's pretty crazy. And I have to say that um, Brandy is the only one that has read my runes. <laughs> and I trust her full heartedly because it is like spot on. And you know, um runes I feel like tarot besides being the divination but man they don't bullshit right they don't don't. with that ancient language they don't have time for it I feel like they're just like look here's what you need to know you're gonna do it or you're not here you go (laughs) and that's something Dee and I have discussed on our pod a couple episodes ago and just you know when we read together um at some events here in, in our city but she's like, cause she reads Oracle cards and she's starting to dip into tarot a little bit, but same as you, she's like, Oh my God, 78 cards. And you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, um, but on the flip side, she's like, when I would do readings for her, she's like, damn man, why, why is it so rough? And I was like, cause D like some decks are a little gentler than others, but sometimes you just, it's like, it's just like you said, they don't have time. Like, this is yeah. what you need to know. Like, stop messing around. This is, and then, you know, Oracle is a little bit more, okay, well, here you go. And again, depending on your deck, but I mean, mm-hmm. that's why when I do readings, it's either or, um, cause um, D and I do have uh, Instagram together, which is Hocus Pocus, it's Focus. So when, you know, people reach out to us, it's like, okay, do, would you like a tarot reading or would you like an Oracle reading? Because what are you, what are you needing right now? as it's it can get pretty heavy it can especially when you've been ignoring some of the things that you already know you need to do they just pop out and smack you in the third eye with that information exactly it's like what you doing let's try this again (laughs) um I've done um and this is when I was barely starting but you know a card would come out I'd be like oh what is this you know I research it and I'm like that's not for me and I put it back in the deck and hell if that shit didn't come back out <laughs> and then tenfold I'll be like oh okay my bad my bad I'm still learning here don't don't be mad at me but... then you're apologizing to a deck of cards and that's when people look at you like you're crazy and I'm like yeah you know please yeah, don't no. exactly <laughs> um but yeah a year getting history into the rooms I mean I'm barely you know dipping my toes into it because like you said it's pretty heavy and anybody out there this is not to discourage you we I really do like I said tarot sometimes feels daunting and if you need your baby steps I mean please step into oracle um, as those cards are always different but like I said the runes was really calling out to me and I'm barely I feel like I crack open the books and I'm just like wow this is this is amazing especially for the the heavy history but when did you start reading for others um you know when quarantine hit I joined TikTok back in like the end of March right after everything locked down Mm -hmm. so when I did that that's when I started even realizing because I didn't have any other social media because I used to be a a federal contract worker so I just kind of got rid of all my social media to make my life easier okay Um, so when I kind of jumped back in, that's when I was like, holy shit, 
like everybody's into witchcraft now so i was like when did this happen Mm -hmm. so i started seeing other people reading tarot for other people and you know especially as a a stay-at-home parent you always look for new ways not to necessarily fund your household but make some extra money on the side and i was like you know what charge like five dollars for a couple of readings Mm -hmm. you know that could be pretty big and that could also help a lot of people who don't have 50 60 70 dollars to spend on full psychic readings from other people around the world exactly so jumping into that that's when I was like you know I'm gonna perfect my own reading skills for other people and then I think I went live for others in like September because before then I had only been reading for myself Mm -hmm. but it was it came obviously you've seen the growth you've been pretty much since the beginning um when I started on social media and it's it's just become phenomenal. It's it's grown so much. You have an amazing uh, following. And when I hop into your lives, um, the community, it's, it's amazing just yeah. how supportive everyone is. And, you know, we don't know each other. We're probably in different parts of the world. And we all, and that's, and I know TikTok has its downfalls. Every social media aspect does, of course. Absolutely. But when you follow someone as genuine as yourself and you're not there just, you know, for the money, you actually Mm -hmm. generally help people who are needing it and the community that just comes together. It's it y'all, it, it really is. It feels like you have been friends with these people all your life. For real. Absolutely. And when you start kind of digging deeper, obviously you go into these past life regressions and things like that, but that's when, I've realized that most of the people that have come back or have been, you know, kind of um, pushed my way in for whatever reason, if they were looking for guidance on boundaries, if they just needed somebody to openly tell them if things were like okay to do when it comes to spirituality and not judge them. Mm -hmm. When you do that for people, it opens so many doors for open communication, not only just between me and them, but then they can tell other people like, hey, not just this person, but this whole community has, you know, an open door kind of policy. If you have things that you want to learn about. Exactly. Is it somewhere that's going to shut you down and make you feel like you're stupid because mm-hmm. you don't know how to read a tarot card? Exactly. And, you know, there's also a fine line where you also have those. And, and Dee and I have discussed it like it's difficult when we're trying to help others out there. And then, of course, you have the fake people pushing you know, and it's like, it's, I think we all three of us, well, I know there was more, but we were just clowning on this one person, just like, here's the three of swords and your, your, your boyfriend's going to come back to your ex and this is love. And I'm just like, yes. Wait. And you know what? It made me feel so dumb. And I'm like, wait, the three of swords, that can't be right. And I've been doing this already for, uh, you know, a good amount of time. I was like, wait, no, that's not right. Who, and it, it really does upset. Well, for D and I, I'm not sure how you yeah. feel, but I'm just oh. like, how do you do this to people? Like you take, not only are they trusting you, but you're taking their, their money, their hard earned income and you're steering them the wrong way. And then when they find out, Oh, that's not what that means. And then it gives everybody a bad, you know, it puts a bad taste in your mouth for people who are, you know, trying to get guidance, like real guidance from people when they don't have it exactly with people's trust lines there and then you're messing with their finances too Mm -hmm. that's not something that you know sits very well with me I get pretty defensive on stuff like that you guys know my aggressive love tactics (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I do. And I love it because the way that, and then um, I'll segue into this next question. The way I found you was because I was getting a lot of amazing um, insight and history from Ashley Summer. And if y'all don't know her, she is also on um, TikTok and I hope she, uh, and I'll message her. I, I'm just like throwing her name out there, but um, I've gotten readings from her as well. And she also has a YouTube channel, but that's when she was talking about Darth mom. And uh, that's why I'm saying like Darth mom, that sounds fucking cool. First off, <laughs> if that's exactly what I'm thinking. Cause you know, I'm a big, my husband and I are big time nerds. And that's when I found you. And I was like, I love this woman's energy because you know, sometimes, you know, you need that soft hug. Okay. Yes. But you just get to the heart of the matter. Like, Hey, and I love it when you call even us out on our, on our recordings or our, our TikToks, our posts where we're like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just ugly today. I'm just, da, da, da. and you're like, you need to shut the hell up. I'm like, we're not going to do this. That's not allowed. <laughs> That's exactly. It's like, we're not doing this today. What are you even talking about? And actually, um, the episode before this, D and I, um, hopefully, I don't know if you'll listen or those out there, we actually talked about how you can accidentally self-hex yourself by talking negatively yes. about yourself. Yes. So um, with that, I'll segue in. How did you blow up on social media? Was it a certain post you did or was it just gradual? Honestly, I wish I had an answer for that. A lot of I didn't even start posting like a lot of witchy content still until like close to the end of 2020. Okay. So a lot of my other stuff was leading up to the election. <laughs> so uh, I was posting a lot of um like polit just political humor content and I think that got me a lot of traction just because I feel like obviously you align with people who are like-minded when you do things like that. Right. And, and, you know, slowly started to dip into the witchy stuff because I started finding other communities and jumping into lives just like you did with me. Mm -hmm. And you start finding other people around you. And from there with Ashley Summer behind my back, I have Jacqueline and Rowan at A Witch and a Fae. Um, yeah. And then Katie over at Midnight Jewel. We all started just kind of creating this little safe nest of people. Mm -hmm. And it just gradually got bigger from there and that's amazing and just going backwards a little bit when you were growing up did you feel that calling I know you said frozen is when you got into runes but are you into like any other kind of spirituality um as far as growing up big time I was uh we used to do a lot of camping because I was born and raised in Colorado oh so do a lot of things like that lots of outdoor activities mm -hmm. um and I was the kid that was always playing with the fire I've found out now it's fire scrying I've been pretty much doing that my whole mm -hmm. life and I was the weird kid who would stand on rocks and howl at the moon when we were camping <laughs> at the full moon so I feel like it's always been there uh, my grandma taught me about the Greek gods and goddesses when I was growing up because it was just something that she was interested in so learning about all of that stuff other than that not really because the rest of my family is very devout Catholic. Mm. Uh, so that kind of was a, a nonsense kind of talk with them. But other than that, just being with nature. And I found out in my early 20s through my biological dad that I have Native American roots too. So I 
deep dove into that trying to figure out the connections there and that's kind of when everything blossomed like went full circle that's beautiful and it's amazing it's it's so lovely to hear that you actually had um with your grandmother that connection and then I guess getting I guess you weren't getting pushed back because on my end (laughs) very much no we cannot do that we are catholic blah blah blah. but which is so strange to me is being hispanic and i also have native american um heritage within me and blood flowing through my veins it was still seen as no because we were just my grandmother was just so indoctrinated in catholicism and from what and see, nobody talks about it except for one of my aunts. And it's like, well, it's because, you know, your great grandfather was a shaman and, you know, he really, you know, dipped into things like that. And it was kind of scary. And I was like, but scary for who? You exactly. need to understand these things. I, my sisters and I have a ton of questions and nobody wants to answer them. Like, and no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. You don't need to worry about that. Absolutely. That's so frustrating too. Yeah. And because, um, and I didn't know this, I'm clairaudient. So obviously we all have clairvoyance within us. It's just tapping into it. So I can hear things. My middle sister, she sees like shadows and silhouettes. So imagine being a kid and you're, I feel like, oh my God, am I going crazy? I'm always hearing things. And my sister would freak the F out because she would see like these um, silhouettes and shadows of people. And she still does. And it wasn't until we got older where we're like, um, okay, we're not like five anymore, you know, or my grandma can't tell me stop talking to these imaginary friends because I would freak out my grandmother because I would be having full, she would tell me you'd be having full on adult conversations. And she's like, and that's the last thing I need is for you to be letting evil devil, it's <laughs> demons into my house I'm like it's always a demon every time <laughs> I'm like well like well maybe maybe you should ask them what's going on um hey D. hi Hello, sorry D. guys I didn't want to uh barge in that was a very interesting conversation I uh, know we're so happy to have you please thank you for barging yeah no thank you for waiting for me I was taking care of some family stuff but yeah. Of course, that comes first. So, D, this is Brandy, Brandy D. Nice how are you? I'm good. How are you? I've heard so much about you, by the way. Yeah. I I've heard um, that you're amazing at runes, and I I have to do a reading with you because I don't know anything. So this in, this episode is as much. Uh, it's very going to be very informative for our listeners as well as to myself as well. I'm absolutely here for it. Um, Yeah, so we were actually, we got into a little bit of the history of the runes already, but I was just about to ask Brandy, um, which was, it was a perfect segue. um, And then we'll we'll go back to um, Native American roots. But did you always want to do wood burning? Because I see that that's now something you're, you're tapping into. No, that's still very new. I honestly don't really know where the intuition on that came from. But just one day I was kind of searching online and all of mm-hmm. these burning things kept popping up. I was like, what is that? I don't under- even understand how it's done. <laughs> and, you know, I have amazing people and an amazing community behind me. And they were like, you know what? I think you would be good at that. And they bought me a wood burning set. And it's awesome. from there. <laughs> 
I have to tell you because um, I was seeing the same and I was telling Daniel, I was like, I want to do wood burning, but I'm a little nervous, <laughs> you know, because with my, I feel like I'm going to like burn a hole through something I shouldn't be burning a hole through. So I actually started very slow and I haven't gotten a wood burning kit, but um, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok and it's like these wood burning um, markers and you just apply heat to it, like a heat gun. Yes, I do. And it's honestly, Dia, I think that's something we should do because just what? doing it, it, I don't know. How do you feel doing it? Because when I do it, I'm just like so zoned in the smell. I don't know what it does, but it just, I feel like it ignites a, a fire in my heart. You know what I mean? It just Absolutely. feels amazing. It hits my witchy core a hundred percent just because just natural wood in general, like cedar and oak and things, I uh -huh. think feel absolutely breathtaking. So when you're burning into it and you're getting like that extra burnt smell of it, I just, it blows my mind and it definitely throws you into like a little artistic trance. So I feel that. It's amazing. It is so, so amazing. Um, I haven't done it in a while only cause I, I just got married. So I was doing other, <laughs> other, <laughs> but when I saw that you are going to start opening or have, a, are you going to have a live sale? Yes. On in December, early okay. December. And we can put that in our show notes for our audience. If they're interested, they can log in and your stuff just showing, um, I was on your last live, um, the little ornaments you have. And can you talk about the ladder again? Because that was so interesting. Yes, it is called a Valhalla ladder. It's more commonly known as a driftwood kind of hanging that people just driftwood chimes that they keep hanging outside of their home. And what the Valhalla ladder historically is, is back in like the Norse Viking kind of warrior journey time uh, when they were trekking across to get either back home or to the battlegrounds that they were going to, they would always collect these very light pieces of wood so that they could bring some type of trophy or memory back home. And oh. when they got back, that's when they put it all together and strung it up. And it was basically a sign that you're protected. You made it back home. You made it to your destination. That, yeah, because, and then I had seen the ladder and then you started putting the runes on there and you said you put it in a specific order? Yes, uh, there's like three different families of runes that create the entire 24 set. Mm -hmm. So I just tried to put them in the order that they are historically, but it doesn't have to be that way. I just wanted to make sure and try to incorporate it because I thought it was a really good addition just in having a little bit more wisdom and insight when messages are coming through. That's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I have a question for yeah. you. It, it so do you lean more towards Drew to being a Drew, or not that we believe in labels or classifications or anything, but mm -hmm. is that more towards your like um, a heavier lean towards? I I really don't have a specific pathway that I lean towards. I mean. Over here, it's it's pretty much chaos in my house when it comes to trying to figure out pantheons and how that works. Because mm -hmm. like I was telling uh, Suzanne here, I've, I've been learning about Greek deities, Greek gods and goddesses since I was younger. And now that I've stepped into runes, I have the Norse deities coming in that just, you know, bring specific guidance when I'm doing my readings. Correct. So I have all of these different things going, so I can't even 
really classify that. You have a Native American Hispanic woman reading Norse runes. Like, I don't even <laughs> Hey, no, no. And the reason why I ask that is because at the gym that I go to, mm-hmm. there is a, he's a trainer. He's a personal trainer, but he's uh, running. So he's a full-edge runner. And I don't know what end up, we ended up having talking with. And um, he has a very beautiful aura, very beautiful vibe to him. Like he, I feel really comfortable around him. Mm-hmm. And the other day I noticed that he had like Viking runes on his hat. And I'm like, and long story short, my trainer is telling me something's like blah, 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 this. And I'm like, I think he is a druid. And then I talked to him and I'm like, you have the Vikings. He loves drums. I mean, he has drums specifically with, with runes on them and there's different different sets and he just how he describes it and he was telling me his connections are like how he feels he feels like a strong connection to the vikings Mm -hmm. like viking ancestors and he's hispanic i mean you're talking about 100 this man is more mexican than he (laughs) is so i completely get what you're saying that you know you're you have somebody you know, interpreting ruins who is Hispanic in that sense. I'm like, no, it's not out of the, I've heard it's been a little bit more common, at least two people in the span of what, a month that I've heard this, then yeah. Absolutely. I totally understand that. I I definitely don't think I fall down that realm, but just the connection alone with it is enough to grab a lot of people's attention clearly, because I'm here talking with you guys and that still blows my mind too. Um, with, with what Dee was going on and you were talking about deities, you do work with, and you don't have to name your deities, of course, unless you want to, but you do work with deities. Do you have, or how did you start working with them besides, um, I guess, starting with your grandmother? When did you start really asking them for guidance? And I don't know, I know there's a difference. So I do want to let our audience know, is it you worship a deity or you work with a deity and what's the difference? With... Well, we'll start out with the difference because I feel like that's going to kind of lay the groundwork for the conversation that we're opening up here. So with worshiping, you don't, you can set up like a shrine or an altar, whatever you want to look at it as. Um, You can set that up and just leave just basic offerings like water, candles, you know, the whole nine yards. You can do that to worship a deity. But working with a deity, I feel like has a little bit more of a deeper connection because not only when I'm working with them I I worship them as well but I work with them more than I worship them when I'm worshiping I'm basically just saying thank you for helping me with whatever you helped me with so when I'm working with them a lot of that is tapping into the signs around me the energies around me Uh, I notice things in nature you know you'll get spirit signs like feathers I know you have Native American roots so feathers Mm -hmm. are a huge thing birds are a huge thing I see runes like carved in trees and it blows my mind because I know that my kids are capable of doing things like that and when we moved to this property, that's when I realized I'd been trying to figure out who was calling out to me for a long time. And I just could not pinpoint it because, again, like we said before, social media, there wasn't a whole lot of open conversation about where you can find resources for right. these things. So you're pretty much on your own in the dark. 
Mm-hmm. So I was getting the wrong vibes. I was going after Persephone. I was trying to figure out if it was hell, if it was all of these other deities, and it ended up being Hecate. Oh. Finally realized it when I was trying to leave pomegranate offerings in the name of Persephone, and they were rotting. They were just completely Ooh. rotting within like two days, which is, you guys know pomegranates. It's right. pretty much unheard of. And then when I started doing more research, we actually have a crossroads on the property that we moved to. And at Mm -hmm. the end of that crossroads is the pomegranate tree that I was working with. And then our puppy passed away when we moved here shortly. Thank you. Passed away here when we went shortly. And my husband actually ended up finding an all black dog who needed to be rescued from a just an abuse situation it was like kind of a puppy mill situation Mm. and he's been my best friend ever since and he sits right on my feet every time I'm doing spell work with Hikate which just kind of solidifies the pathway that she took me on your puppy is so adorable I love (laughs) when you when he makes his debut (laughs) in your TikToks yes he has to make himself known he's kind of an attention whore (laughs) I think honestly because even uh, even your pup, he is. You'll hear him like make his debut in the oh. like in the episode, just like like drinking water, and then your parrot. Yeah, my so I have a parrot, um, and and sometimes he'll just be super quiet, and then at other times, then he decides to like bah, bah, bah. I'm like, oh, bro, <laughs> what's happening? And he's just sitting there by himself. I was like, okay, I. I'm, I'm, I'm channeling someone, but I don't know, which will segue into how, and I know we've discussed it and I haven't done it just yet, but I guess in, you said it took you a while to figure out which deity was reaching out to you, but what, what is your advice for those looking out? Cause honestly, like I, I always get when I'm with Brandy, even from within my reading and readings with other people, um, sometimes I, in my own readings in tarot, I get the hanged man. So I'm just like, is Odin trying to reach out? But honestly, like, and I had this conversation with Ashley and mm-hmm. she's like, well, ask. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean ask? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, what's up? Are you trying to like talk to me? You know, because I'm, I'm still learning, you know, um, but that imposter syndrome, like how what advice would you give brandy for those that are searching or trying to reach a deity or to work with one or to figure out if someone's trying to reach out a lot of things that i like to do is i mean first of all you have to remember that once you start kind of diving into spirituality you're going to notice a lot more signs just naturally because you're paying more attention Mm-hmm. so when people come to me and they're like wow I saw this crow and I've never seen one before and I'm like okay well are they common to your area you have to look at demographics see if the signs that you're seeing are naturally in your area or if this is some crazy odd occurrence and I always tell people to find I work with numbers uh, number seven is a big correspondence to me so I look for things and signs that, mul- that are multiplied by seven. Anything with seven has some type of correspondence with me. And if things come in more than one occasion, you're seeing them more than once, I always say follow your gut instinct with that. And if you're just trying to figure it out, it, like you said, you have tarot cards, we have pendulums, things like that. I usually go in with my pendulum 
and I'll ask the yes or no questions, but I still struggle with imposter syndrome to this day. So even after that, I'm pulling two sets of runes out and I'm like, all right, I'll ask three questions specifically. Is this the deity that's reaching out? Is this a trickster spirit? Because those answers can always differ. Uh, okay. And then with the third question, I'll be like, what is the purpose behind this relationship? And from there, you can start to kind of really pinpoint the further questions that correlate with you specifically. But I always start with those three because there's always, I feel like there's always a chance for trickster spirits to come in. And that could be my my Catholic trauma talking. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. So that's always just something that's always right off the bat with me. Okay. And what about um, as far as working with your ancestor lineage? You said you have Native American roots. Yes. How would you go about there's a big difference. I don't know if you want to explain or if it's self-explanatory, but as far as can, not to your ancestors. Can we have it like a dumbed down version? Yeah. Because I, I mean, think I'm hearing you guys and I'm like, oh, damn, you guys are on a whole level of advancement here. It's <laughs> so basic with ancestor work. You really, I, I know a lot of people have these really fancy like altars and workspaces on TikTok, but let's be realistic. All of us are freaking busy. We're all still trying to live our human existence while figuring out what the hell the spirituality shit is, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're diving into this, I always tell people, stop making it so complicated. Get a clean glass of water. If you don't have moon water, don't kick yourself in the teeth for it. Get a clean bottle of water and pour it into a nice glass. Get a white tea light candle, if that's all you have, and a picture of an ancestor, if you have it. If not, just write a petition on a piece of paper fold it towards you and burn it and you can leave that with your offerings for your ancestors just be like I'm welcoming your energy here's an offering for you thank you for guiding me protecting me whatever that looks like for you whatever you want to thank them for it just needs to be that simple Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be anything complicated you don't need crazy herbs you need a piece of paper a pen a candle and water that's it that's beautiful yeah. And I like that sim- because I think sometimes, I mean, Dee and I talk about all the time, like, man, these witches aesthetic is like, on another yeah. level. I ain't got no space for that. Right, Dee? Girl, I I, um, I really don't. And I have like a little, little shelf in my kitchen that I need to put the other shelves to. But I'm telling Susan, I'm like, I want an old, like, I would love to work um, with my ancestors that's why I think I was asking that dumb down version of it because yeah. I mean in my little shelf I don't have space for like their bread like their meals or like to put their altars because it literally has my tarot decks my tarot books yep. my crow that I like and then you know a picture of my black cat and all that stuff but it's not enough shelves and I see all these beautiful 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 altars you know either on the internet through pinterest or instagram and you kind of feel like oh damn like i'm about a wish for not doing not honoring my ancestors not and it's easy to get yeah because everything gets so trendy and everything catches on quickly and i feel like it's always a kind of i'm trying to one-up you type of situation when it comes to media anyway Mm -hmm. and Everyone who's been on my lives has seen me. I literally bought corner shelves because I have a crazy dog 
and I have two kids. There's no <laughs> way I'm going to be able to put my stuff on a dresser. It's just unrealistic. Right. So I have two corner shelves. That's where my deities go. And the rest of my stuff on my working altar is literally on my counter next to my stove. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, yeah, that's not so far off of how I have my altar and not my altar, like my little, my altar, my bookshelves where I put all my tarot decks mm-hmm. and I work in the kitchen and yeah. I've always loved my kitchen, even though it's very small. It's a comfortable place. To it's be. a comfortable place. Like, exactly. Like, I don't want to give it anybody home. else. The heart of the, exactly. Absolutely. And for me, like on my little, above my stove, I have like a little shelf and I have a pumpkin and then I have, um, my candle that Susan made for me and then my Waterburger signs like my numbers yeah. that I like there and then on top I have a little broom but it makes me feel happy and then I was thinking like well maybe I should fill that up with with more uh you know stuff with my ancestors because I've been trying to connect um I had done a reading I want to say maybe three to two months back and I was trying to figure out my ancestor that wanted to work with me after coming we were looking at a book, Susan and I were, it's called Ancestral Tarot, right? Ancestral Tarot? Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, one of the cards that had come up for me was the King of Swords. And I don't know why, I just felt the presence of my, I never got the chance to meet him, but I heard so many great things. He was my great grandfather on my grandpa's side. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I was always just drawn, I've I loved how they would speak about him and I was just always very curious. And then I think the King of Swords had something to do with um, somebody who practiced like the legal system. And that just kind of stuck with me because he did work as a judge in Torreon. Got it. And long story short, when I did the readings, I asked him, I was like, I asked my friends, like, you know, is he my ancestor? Like, is he... Like to work with, like my ancestor worked with me. He's like, yeah, he's here with you, and he called me something, which is very strange because, again, knowing this, like I, I've never met him. I was trying to decipher it, decipher it this way. I was like, well, maybe that I was a baby, I, I couldn't remember how he looked like or anything. And but I've always wanted to work with him, and I've always wanted to work with my great grandmother, which is my grandma's mother, because again, same, very badass woman very self-sought and I've always been trying to honor both of them so when I do my readings or I call upon my ancestors I specifically call upon them mm-hmm. but as to honor them I am at loss I'm like I don't know what they like I don't know what it is like how to communicate how to form this bond with them because yeah. I would love to draw from their from their knowledge yeah I mean like I said just keep it really basic starting out once you once you kind of feel that really deep connection I feel like it's the same thing with deities just like ancestors once mm-hmm. you really get into the motion of having that spiritual relationship they start getting a little picky so be careful what you wish <laughs> they're gonna be like you know what enchiladas sound really good right now you should make those and leave some on my altar like things like that keep happening like family recipes keep coming up and I'm like I see you I see you over there I get it I get it I'm like, I guess that's what we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> no choice there. No, and um, it doesn't, you don't have to have a fancy wine glass. You don't have to have a fancy goblet to put your water in. I give mine shot glasses of moon water. 
Oh, so do I. <laughs> yeah, this, it works, and yeah. I have the space for it, and that's something that I haven't gotten any backlash for, so you know what? I'm going to keep doing it. And that's what Dee and I, um, we say in almost every other episode, we're talking about crystals or decks or anything, mm-hmm. candle. We always say you don't have to go out and buy things unless you want to and you can, but that is not necessary in your craft. Yes. Don't feel that pressure. So thank you so much for, for giving us that kind of version because I think we all want to connect and we're all mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to learn. And um, as far as learning, well, I did want to touch back real quick because you said you you love the number seven. D, mm-hmm. how crazy was it we just finished our episode about hexing yourself accidentally and we were talking about our numerology? I bought, and seven is my, what did you say, D? It was my birth number? It was, yeah, it's your numerology number, but it's right. your birth card, I think. Your yeah. destiny card or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Your my, life path number. Your yeah, life, your path, life number, path number. Yes. Life path number. So okay. mine is seven. Okay, and I was like, cool. So I'm trying to learn a little bit about it. I bought a new tarot deck um, because I was sick and being sick at home and being on. But you're super sick. Sometimes is <laughs> a dangerous thing. So I bought the a new deck with the Disney villains. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's cute. And of course, I'm interviewing my deck, right? I got three sevens in interviewing my deck. And I was oh, like, shit. okay. <laughs> So it's just repeating things like that. And then again, with, with um, Brandy, with the blank rune and then the hangman, I'm like, okay, now I feel like, and I did get sick and I told you, you know, it was my own fault. Um, but I feel now is the time for me to stop. And that's what we were telling our audience in our last episode. You need to stop sometimes and just take a deep breath and kind of realize what is being offered around us rather than, and I'm one of them. Sometimes I just, I bitch and complain, but sometimes we just need to take time for us. So Brandy, how do you take time? Cause with your busy schedule, you're a stay at home mom, you work, you know, you're going to school, like, because Girl, we don't you. Kids. you know, we don't, I'm a teacher, but I don't come home to children. You know what I mean? And being a stay at home mom is such a big job. So how do you find time, Brandy? Oh my gosh. I think I am the worst at finding time for myself. Like I preach it more than I actually practice it. And that's really bad of me. But you know, when I get pushed on my ass, like I did, you, you were sick recently. I was sick the week before you were, Mm -hmm. because I got hit with a huge allergy attack and the universe said, you know what? You're taking a break. Yeah. Mine are usually forced upon me. Mm-hmm. But in between all of that, I mean, you, you've seen my schedule in action. I get yeah. up in the morning. Uh, that's when my oldest has to go to school and he's still distance learning. So we get him set up. I have the two-year-old that I'm wrangling all day. And then I have schoolwork that I'm doing. And then after they go to bed, that's when I do my rune readings. Cause you'll get emails from me at like one, two o'clock in the morning. And, but you know, I have to, I had to limit my schedule before I was open seven days a week for private rune readings. And now I shut it down to three times a week. Cause I'm like, you know what, I'm going to burn myself out. And then that's when your spirituality becomes more of a chore than a practice. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, I feel you're so re- you can be so relatable to 
probably everybody out here, mm-hmm. but you know, D and I, we like take, you know, take your time, take a breath. Shoot. I couldn't take a breath for a whole freaking two months. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard. Ass, and then I'm like, I can't even imagine. And I told you, I was like, can you imagine having kids at home? I couldn't even fathom it being sick. I'm like, how, I don't know how people do it. And I, I think I told Daniel this. I was like, I don't, and D I told you the other day, I was like, I don't know how teachers teach all day and then go home to kids. Like to me. No, and I feel you. I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers and, you know, her and I are working on some stuff and she, it not only is she like working full-time graphic designer, you know, helping out build this other stuff on the side with me, but her husband's been recently injured. Like his, her his finger on his left side is squished. And she has a little girl. So I wonder, I'm like, girl, how do you do it? Like, how do you find time to work this, to build that, to still go to your mom? And it, and I see it. It's like, to me, that's where my hat goes off, where I'm like, how? And I tell my aunt, this, I'm like, how do you find the time to do everything? And they feel it's like, it's because you know what? Sometimes I feel like I'm not doing anything. And it's yep. like, you literally, I am clearly seeing you that you are putting on so much shit on your plate, like mm-hmm. so much stuff. It's like, have you ever seen um, Fun with Dick and Jane? Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. So remember when they're broke and they end up eating at a buffet and Jim Carrey stacks his plate up to like his head? Yes. Like it's like low. That's how I, pe- uh, that's how I see, sometimes that's how I feel, but I can just imagine that's literally the plate of a working mom yeah just a mom in general training honestly most of the time I try to not even think about how things get done it's just you kind of keep moving you just keep moving and if you stop that's when everything kind of crumbles but I totally I I understand that 100% because in society in general being a stay-at-home mom is still to this day which blows my mind still kind of like looked down on yeah down the nose on and I'm like I just I feel like people don't realize how much it takes to keep a household together exactly yeah and then when you add in you know businesses school work financial troubles anything like that pops in you just kind of have to figure it out you don't have a choice it's either that or you drown yeah and um I love how you give voice to those that are, are facing injustice. And that's how I wanted to kind of segue into this next question, because as y'all can, okay. Randy is, I want to, I want to, I want to ask questions on this. I'm going to let you talk. Cause I, I love all that. I mean, Brandy, you know me. I was like, you going to love this. <laughs> Dude, I'm all love that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Brandy is strong-willed on. and she will fight for you. She may not, she didn't even know me. And she was fighting for me when we were just, um, when I first got my readings and I'm just like, wow, this is, and it's if, and I just want to thank you, Brandy, for that, because I feel like I'm always the one fighting for others. I don't really know Mm -hmm. until recently, you know, but even for a stranger to fight for me so much as, and we didn't even know each other except for that connection. But as you are very strong-willed and you stand firmly, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to share which groups you're currently fighting for, um, so yeah. that the pot, the audience can can reach out and help. But what advice would you give to those that want to speak up or want to help um, organizations, people? And and I'll let you spearhead this. Um, 
but we're but they're fearful for backlash got you yeah no absolutely I've I've been kind of an advocate for other people my whole life I'm an only child as a background so I didn't have a whole lot of voices in my corner growing up other than obviously the adults around me and Mm -hmm. you know they always kind of make their own decisions anyway so when I grew up and I realized like holy shit I do have a voice I kind of opened my mouth and never stopped screaming (laughs) so when we jumped into all of this when I was picking college and stuff uh, criminal justice was just a no-brainer for me because I have the missing and murdered indigenous women the MMIW that's a huge foundation that holds a lot of place in my heart not just as a Native American woman but just as a woman in general Uh, we have Native women going missing off reservations for Mm -hmm. months without any type of news coverage without any CNN coverage like Gabby Petito you Mm -hmm. know what I mean they they want I agree their yearly uh yearly paparazzi shot when it comes to missing people and even there's children that go missing off these reservations too and that's when the every child matters movement happened when they started digging up these mass graves in Canada that's another thing that just even as a parent I know as a teacher too kids Mm -hmm. have a very special place and when you see injustice like that happen if that doesn't hit you to the core it makes me question your humanity yeah and I mean, other than that, we have the stop line three. That's still something that's going on, even though they're spearheading their way through that because that's Mm -hmm. fresh water resources, not only for native communities and the earth itself, but us that live in this country. So all of the environmental wrongdoings that are happening, all of the child injustice, women injustice, just Mm -hmm. abuse in general is something that I don't tolerate even if it's just emotional warfare, which is why all of my little grouping on social media, even off of that now, because I've, you know, made some really real personal connections with people, when all of that comes into play, and, you know, you see somebody being treated less than they deserve, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of into action, that's a no brainer. And I agree with you. I think more than a 1000% on that conversation, because I just had a I was talking with my coworker and she's she's from Mexico and she was telling me that even though when she moved here to the US, even though it was a culture struck, that she would trade all of that like over, over and over again, just so that her daughter doesn't have to live in Juarez. Yep. And she was telling me that you know when she was 16 and she granted she was 16 and she was working downtown in downtown Juarez where uh, there's a lot of like just women getting kidnapped getting abducted um killed raped and murdered Uh uh-huh especially at night so she would tell me that you know she was working it as a summer job like somebody here in the U in the states and um the owner was a 27 year old man and he was telling her it's like why don't you stay and work you're not going to count inventory and she told him very straightly he's like no I have plans with my boyfriend we're going to do this and this and that and he had the balls to basically tell her it's like you know what it's okay I can pay for dinner and if you want a breakfast and the sad part is is that she was telling me that her other co-workers were young women of 21 who already have three kids who didn't even have 50 cents 
because, you know, they get paid like $45 in now, like $45 mm-hmm. for an entire week. And how, sh- how this woman would get to point A to point B in Juarez would be like, well, I know the bus, the bus drivers and they'll wave my fare if I give them a kiss on the mouth. And she was telling me, it's like, it's in between all that. That's why there's homicides and there's no way that they can um, bring justice to, to these people because the Mexican police are like, yeah, you really didn't want it. You really did not. You, you really weren't asking for it. Yeah. And it's enraging yeah, to it see is. all of this. And, and I think more so that it just adds a layer onto, I see the injustice of the machisto, the machismo culture mm-hmm. at work. It's very hard. So like when she tells me this and this, it boils my blood because I have the same way. I'm like, I, I see injustice and I want to eradicate it. Yes. I don't, I really do want to eradicate it. And I just want to be like put, that's what I'm telling Susan. Like, I wish I was stop being in this human physical form and be like the ultimate ghost or ultimate witch and really mm-hmm. just drop houses on these horrible human beings. Like, yeah, they deserved it. Um, but it really does. Like, I really want to have that power to like snap them into a toad or snap them into anything um, because it's so unfair that women have to endure that. And you know, here, we have the women's march and we have that but in other countries they don't and they talk about getting like raped and violated and murdered like oh yeah well yeah did you just like yeah that couldn't that got that got ran over Eh, it's okay it's like that's a human being that's a mother that's a daughter that's anything um and to and them, the same property, and it's just property. And I agree with you one hundred percent. And that's what we we had that conversation. It's like you know what? At least if somebody goes missing here in the U.S., they can search for it. Now I was telling her, I was like, yeah, but here we have a very bad thing. Unless if you are a specific color, mm-hmm. and you brought the prime example, Gabby Petito. Gabby Petito warranted media coverage everyone was enraged you know twitter instagram facebook cnn was all up in that business yeah even the spiritual and community jumped on even the spiritual community correct and the sad part is is that there are other there's several thousands of people have gone missing in that in those and even when they were doing the um they were trying to find her body. They had found so many bodies, but they're like, yeah, it's not Gabby Petito. Yeah, it's not Gabby Petito. And I'm like, how sad is that? Just because you don't look white, you don't have like this white privilege. You still are, you're still valid. How is it that people that are flocking from Mexico, like leaving this and we get the same shit here in this country? Okay, so I'm just going to have to stop me because I'm going to go off on a rant here. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it. I feel it rising in me and I'm like, oh, fuck. It makes a whole lot of sense because you have to look at if I mean, let's honestly, the Gabby Petito case, it, it had a lot of coverage because she was mm-hmm. a white privileged woman. That's it's facts. Mm-hmm. That's just purely factual there. And when you look at the area where they were, that's there's a huge Native American community there. And yep. over like 300 women went missing from that area. And there was not a lick of news coverage on that. Mm-hmm. before she went missing it only mattered because it was a common statistic correct when she was missing 
Exactly. And that's what enrages me. That's why victim advocation, uh, child advocation, all of those things, they really light that fire inside of me because once you get that adrenaline going, mm-hmm. nothing but power comes out of your vessel. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's yeah. all about. A lot of people let their adrenaline simmer before they get their voices out. And that's something that I try to teach and kind of preach to the people that, you know, I'm in a group of use your voice. Mm-hmm. That's what we have. That's where our power lies. And if nobody hears you, if nobody's listening, say it louder. They have to hear you eventually. Yeah. And I think that's very beautiful to say that. I really did. I really did get goosebumps when you were saying that. Like, this is no joke, but it's true. Yeah. Going back on the numerology, I was telling Susan, I mean, she's seven. And I think you're, what was yours? The chariot, right? Uh, mine is, so my tarot card birth uh, cards are the tower and the chariot. And um, for me, it's the strength card and the star card. And I completely, un- I feel, I feel that to my core where usually, I, I mean, I'm a very passive person. I do get bubbled and everything, but in this specific situation, I've been, been boiling, boiling blood or boiling water. Like literally it sets of, it boils my blood like hot lava um every single time that my coworker tells me that she's endured this kind of maltreatment mm-hmm. for four years from this insignificant person who basically they have the same and it's accepted and i'm like he tries to do the same thing and that's what i said I'm like no do it and then i talked to susan and she's like you know you need to report it and the more so or more so I'm like I, I'm, I was telling her I was like one day I was like one day I'm gonna get myself into a lot of trouble <laughs> because well, I like to I like to I like to shake shit up and I'm like yeah maybe maybe not you got not good for me but when you do that too though you could be saving someone's life I'm not afraid to shake a few tree branches if it means saving one person from you know a lifetime of tragedy you know shake the tree don't be scared of it. Don't fear it. Because if you fear it, you're never going to know what's up there. There could be something for that's you. True. You know? Exactly. And that's that's why I did want to ask that question. Because I think, well, I know, at least for some people, women especially, it's hard for us to speak up. But please speak up. Um, tell one person. And if someone is telling you, and you can voice it or even do something, um, helping out what brandy is helping out in um and you know i'm a big advocate for that also if you can't give a monetary anything i mean just do what you can bring awareness and as long as we start bringing the awareness that we're at least doing something because we're just adding to the problem if we just sit here and do nothing just continuing the cycle exactly um but we do want to honor your time miss brandy but the last thing i wanted to ask and then you were going to be so gracious and do a rune pull but if people want to um go down this path what advice do you have if people want to start reading runes what is the first couple of things or what have you learned throughout your your path even though you're still learning Mm -hmm. um what advice do you give for for newbies Always start with anything, even with yourself, when you're learning about yourself and you want to honor yourself, always start with the history. Start with the past. Don't get stuck there, but honor it. 
honor the history, see where things came from, watch where the roots originate from. And from there, once you kind of have, even especially with runes, like we've talked about, they're very old, very ancient language. So you want to give honor to, you know, all that the language has endured, what it took to reach you, all of that goes into play. And then after that, that's when you start learning about the symbolism, the definitions, the meaning, how to read them, the different spreads, things like that. I feel like people automatically jump into the divination portion of it without really giving gratitude for where it came from. And that's when the beauty of the language gets lost, much like with Spanish, much like with uh, French, things like that. When they come over to the United States, if you're not giving Mm-hmm. grace to the roots it's just a language at the end of the day mm-hmm. and that's something that I don't want people to lose out on is the beauty behind where they came from too okay. I agree I agree and I will respect that I think we should honor not be ashamed of it yes. more so often people who are immigrants I get that asked a lot it's like I my boyfriend asked, tells me he's like you're weird because you still choose to speak Spanish in your household with your with your cousin with your brother with even with me like that's my my language of choice even Mm -hmm. though I've been raised here all English you know gone to school did everything but I still choose it absolutely and um he's like I don't know why it's like to me that's my heritage you know that's what community that what connects me with my family with everything I will honor it and I think that's why I have such a fear of like, you know, if I have to, if I marry, I, I want my daughter, like, that's my worst fear is like, that she will reject the Spanish side of it. And because I, I find there's so much beauty in there Mexico, in, in Mexico and Hispanic cultures, but I wish two cents there. I wish I would have learned Spanish growing up. We we didn't. It was a kind of like generational trauma that we didn't yeah. because our family, we they were very low wage, low income. So on the poor scale of things and when they spoke Spanish with each other, they got made fun of. Yeah. They got kind yeah. of targeted for it. So that's when things like that happen that it affects generations. And see that that's the same that's the same um why I think I grab onto it for so much, you know, because yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it really does take, it's really devastating to hear that we shut that part of ourselves because we're made fun of, we're bullied yeah. because of whatever, whatever situation, because, you know, oh, you're low or yeah. your, your wages are low, or you're just a foreigner or anything like that. I'm like, and that's what I get so mad at me upset at me so my coworker's from Mexico she just moved here and she she feels very uncomfortable because she doesn't dominate English and right. her coworker who doesn't dominate English either he's like oh but she doesn't know and I'm like bitch you don't fucking know either <laughs> yeah you know you don't even know either she has so much potential and how the how the hell do you have the audacity to bring her down and to do this because you don't realize because you're telling her this, mm-hmm. it's affecting her daughter and yep. vice versa. And it's a ripple effect. And that's why I really, really want to drop a house on this individual. But I want to drop. <laughs> and my thing <sighs> is like we're in 2021. How can we not respect each other's cultures by now? Exactly. Right. And I'm like, you don't get how it affects people. Like because you're shutting it down, that little girl who could have the ability to speak both languages beautifully Mm -hmm. you're ruining it because 
you know, she's probably like, well, my mom doesn't know or anything like that, because it's a confidence thing. When somebody tells you you're not good at something, you it fucks you up psychologically and it leaves those generational traumas that that somebody has to at one point or another fix to break that curse. Yeah. And that's what leads to those generational curses that everyone is working on breaking mm-hmm. in this kind of time realm, as I like to call it. All of this stuff leads up. I mean, my husband's father is first generation from the Philippines. He still speaks Tagalog like fluently. Wow. He's lived here for 20 years and his English still isn't perfect. But he, again, just like with my family, he didn't teach his offspring their native language because he wanted them to be proficient in English so they'd be more successful mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't realize it's the bilingual ones that are making the big bucks like you yeah. really messed up when we did this this was really going the wrong way mm-hmm. uh, it's my it's amazing yeah, I, I, and, and I don't have another episode of just tired. I'm like talking about have, we need to have another episode I am definitely yeah. gonna preach gonna advocate that you are on here because I really do really would love um you know your advice on young women on just anyone not even just young women I have a strong heart strong place in my heart for young women because I think that's it's sad to see that they get oppressed so much I mean that's the future of our future generations right comes from Mm -hmm. the young Mm -hmm. women that are being kind of shit on right now yep exactly yeah we will and we will I reach will. out to you brandy for yeah because sure. i really do want to have you like you know what are your steps like because i really did it really did hit home to me it's like use your voice like no matter what it is it's uncomfortable but go out and do it because you are saving somebody you really don't know like we take it for granted it's like yeah i kind of said something and we we've we've been so conditioned since school it's like if you speak up, you're bad. If you do this, Absolutely. you're bad. Yeah. And if you and if you rock the boat, heaven. But you know what? Sometimes that boat does need to be rocked. But yeah. it's this whole like mess of emotions that has been crammed into. Mm-hmm. Like that condition. It's like if you speak up, it's gonna rock the boat or it's gonna make a lot of things uncomfortable. It's like, but you know what? We grow in that uncomfortableness. Yeah. And if that person doesn't, it does. But it's, it's that constant tug of war within yourself. It's like, should I do it? Should I not? And yeah. then you feel bad for like rocking the boat because then it, it, it's a shit show and you're like, oh. We also have to remember that us growing up in the American school system, it's different from any other school yeah. system around the world, right? Mm. But a lot of the things, I know a lot of teachers are fighting it too. A lot of the things they're teaching are wrong. Raising you to be a <laughs> mm-hmm. woman class person they're not Mm -hmm. raising you to be a leader they're not raising you to be an entrepreneur they're raising you to be obedient Mm -hmm. I agree I agree I can attest to that yes I'm like I know I know you understand this more than anyone because I see you advocate for your Mm -hmm. students as individuals Mm -hmm. you're not just looking at them as a student number and that's what the difference between you and a lot of educators are you're not just looking at these kids as somebody who's going to pass through your classroom and you're never going to see mm-hmm. again. You want to make an impact to make their life better so that they become more. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are missing. We want to become more. We want to grow in a higher consciousness, higher realm, higher spirituality, higher energy. But when we're suppressing our emotions, it's keeping us from doing that. We're literally creating boundaries and barriers around us mm-hmm. from pursuing greatness. 
Exactly. Yes. Very I, well said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will definitely plan to have you back on and we can set we can segment oh, into yeah. this because I think it's important. But um before you pull for the collective brandy, where can people find you? Uh, most of the time I am TikTok bound. So you guys can find me on TikTok. My username is runes with dar. But if there's anybody here, like I, we've talked about a lot of victim advocation, even with you guys, I tell everybody this, if you don't have anybody or a safe space to speak to traumas about, to speak to injustices about, my email is always open 24 seven and it's officialdarthmom at gmail.com. I try to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. And I just, I always try to open up those safety nets for people who may not have it, whether it's with spirituality, whether it's with social injustice, abuse, sexual assault, whatever it is, I like to be that safe space and that net for people to trust that, you know, they're not going to have a, a judgy environment put upon them. Awesome. And we will link that in our show notes. So it's easy for people to find you, but we uh, we are so honored so if everybody wants to take a collective just deep breath and exhale because we had exhale that bullshit yeah <laughs> exhale the bullshit out so that way uh, miss darth mom can give a reading to the collective and again if it doesn't resonate please 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 hit her up she's amazing i i speak from experience she reads my runes so does everyone just take a deep breath in and exhale out. And you guys will get some beautiful rune ASMR we got going here. Awesome. All right, let's see what we got for the collective thing. That is ASMR, isn't it? It is. I was I like, love hearing it. Well, this is a really good sign. We have Gebo, that's spelled G E B O. And it's the symbol of an X. So with this rune, it's all about partnership, new unions, um, help and assistance with challenge. I think this kind of goes full circle with all of the conversations that we had today. It's just kind of a, a little confirmation on what we've talked about. Um, but this brings a lot of balance, a lot of generosity. So when we're looking at a collective or a community standpoint, everyone that's here is being aligned to be here to bring some sort of balance to their life, some sort of balance to their either mental or emotional health. And what this allows you to do is push further into who you are, really digging down deep into the roots of who you are as a person. Because when we don't have a, a successful spiritual team or friendship team around us, it can hinder our growth. But this tells me right here, uh, I pulled the Hikate runes too because she just has a lot of messages when it comes to women's advocation, to anything like that, to protection in general. This is all about gifts. They're gifting you with a partnership that's going to help you with challenges. And if that doesn't resonate with this entire podcast, I, I really don't know what else will. That is amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. Of course. Thank you for the opportunity. I absolutely love connecting with you guys. Susan, you already know I love your energy. <laughs> You're a spitfire and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so Thank much for you. your time. Thank you for everyone listening. And we are going to chit chat with Brandy a little bit after this, but 
Um, thank you everyone for listening. And again, remember that we, you can find us on Instagram, on TikTok as well, or our email. And we are on all major podcasts, but for Apple, if you Spotify, but if on Apple you give us that five star rating, that kind of boosts the podcast up so more people can can hear us and we're we we're within reach instead of getting lost in the shuffle. And if you take a screenshot and you DM us or tag us, you get a free tarot or oracle card reading on our Instagram on Hocus Pocus. Let's focus. So on my behalf, thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yes, it was. Thank you guys so much. I, it would be an honor to be back again, but I'm just grateful for this. Oh, no, no, no. I, I will trust me. I will fight for you because <laughs> I, I, I think you and I will get along just very well. See what shit we can stir up. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. So go out there and uh, shake some trees, everyone. Bye. That's right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>